Hi, this is Evan, and, and I'm Polly, and uh, we're Gay Porn Talk, and this is our interview with Lawrence Roberts. Are you there, Lawrence? I'm here, Lawrence Roberts, aka Lawrence Elbert. Yes. Okay. That's your <laughs> that's your uh, that's your name that you use under porn videos. My 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 nom de porn is Lawrence <laughs> Roberts, but I think I'm just going to start using my real name. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, Evan, you have your first question. Oh sure. Um, we, we've seen. I've, I've actually seen quite a bit of your work um, because and Lawrence is an award winner from uh, the Gay VN uh, for his uh, documentary on porn. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you would know? You want well, one? Actually, 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 an award nominee for a Plexus Reel to Reel for Raging okay. Stallion Studios. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that was uh, that's on extra on the Plexus movie that you can see now, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Fantastic. We saw it. It was very, very hot. Thank you. I, you know, I think it's you know it's a new genre that it's, uh, you see a lot in straight porn that you that we really should be exploring a lot more in gay porn, which is reality porn. People breaking the fourth wall. You know, a lot of people like Seymour Butts or or mm-hmm. other people in the straight world. They'll have actors acknowledging the person behind the camera. Um, and in, a, in essence, it pretty much brings the viewer into the room, into the whole sexual situation. I think, you know, a lot of us, when we watch porn, sometimes when, when porn actors are playing characters, they can sort of take you out of it, so you sort of fast-forward through it just to get to the sex scene. But I think in the end, we really all just want to are curious about the performers themselves. So I think that's why Plexus Reel to Reel works, is because you get to see the people who are making the porn, actually making the porn, and just being themselves and having sex as themselves. And you don't see that so much in gay porn, which is a shame. No, you don't, actually. And that's exactly what I felt when I saw your uh, your movie. It was, uh, it, it was very interesting to see the people behind the people. It was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> the people behind the behind. Yeah, I, uh, especially like the fluffers. Yeah, I like the, the <laughs> behind behinds, and the, and the big dick too. The uh, I, I like seeing the behinds too. Michael Brandon is the star of Plexus Reel to Reel, and also the host of um, my second one, Paradise Exposed. And um, he ha- has an appendage that is enormous, and it's called Monster, and it is a presence onto its own. I mean, it's just uh, it's huge. And, it is uh, huge. For size queens like me, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing to behold, <laughs> and he's so great with it. He really loves to, you know, he's a total exhibitionist. He loves to uh, do it in front of the camera. He's 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 a, I think one of the best porn performers of all time. Just and no one has a more amazing cum shot than Michael Brandon. I, I would agree <laughs> with the cum shot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's like he has three or four, you know, testicles. <laughs> <laughs> orgasms within an orgasm. And so oh. he starts to come. You think he's going to stop, and then he starts again. And he goes ah! It becomes even more. <laughs> wow, it's great. So, so you've come out as as a size queen on our program. Guilty. <laughs> so am I. Well, well okay. And are, are, and and you are actually a regular listener. I am. You know, I I've, I think the whole like podcasting uh, phenomenon is great. I'm an enormous, enormous radio addict. Um, I'm addicted to NPR. I'm addicted to things from all corners, from you know, from uh, Howard Stern to uh, to Dr. Laura. I like hearing everyone like that, and I'm radio is definitely addiction for me. And podcasting is so great because you can time shift. You can hear things later. You can you know hear at any time and, and the podcast I was looking they're so specific I mean there's there's like podcasts about like the Shona language in Zimbabwe there's I mean the most specific interest you could have they have on podcasts and it's a great way for people to communicate it's an extension of blogs I think it's beautiful I think it's great what you're doing 
It is. I, I agree with you 100%. They are very specific, and there are many out there, and we encourage everybody to listen as many as you possibly can. Um, I will have to say that as, as gay porn talk, we cannot endorse Shona uh, language podcast, because I have never heard it. So, um. <laughs> well, thank you, Evan. I don't want to drag you down with me, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. I, they, they, they may be the best Shona language podcast in the world, but we really can't speak to it. So, um, oh, well. Yeah, well, since, since homosexuality is absolutely illegal in Zimbabwe, I don't think we're competition. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. I mean, absolutely illegal, too. <laughs> so if we're going back to the, the issue of size queens, I understand from, from reading some of your background that you were actually in a relationship with uh, Tom Steele. Yeah, that was a really that was a that was a really long time ago. We're talking like <laughs> the late '80s, but um, yeah, um, I went out with Tom Steele. I was living in Texas at the time. I was in college, I was an undergraduate, and I met Tom. Um, he owned a bar in Galveston Island, which is where I was born, and we met there and you know dated a little while and. When I moved to L.A. to go to graduate school, one of, uh, film school, one of the first things I did was make a little documentary, which is, I think, maybe the first gay porn behind-the-scenes documentary, a documentary called Porn, which I think you can still see on iFilm. It's really mm-hmm. short, 10 minutes long. But the way I did it was that Tom Steele was in L.A. We hadn't seen each other in a while, so I went to go visit him. He was making a movie. I think one of the last ones he did, and he introduced me to his director, and I said, listen, I have this project, let's do, I've got to turn in a documentary for my school, I shoot, and they let me shoot, and so I was on a porn set for the first time, which was really exciting, a porn set in the valley, which is sort of the perfect gay porn cliche, and, uh, and it was great, people were really open, and um, wanted to talk, uh, and it's ten minutes long, and it ended up playing all over the world. Wow, that's very exciting, <laughs> especially yeah. for your first time, it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also looking at your uh, bio, too, and I, I thought this was kind of interesting. You did a fictionalized TV show about Whitney Houston. Oh, yeah. This is something I did as, as part, of a, um, part of a pilot for Comedy Central called The Hot Show, which unfortunately didn't get picked up. The series, I'm not going to say it's about Whitney Houston. Let's just say it's about a, a very talented diva um, <laughs> singer who has a problem with crack. Okay. And uh, it's all shot from her, her child's perspective. So it's immense. It's like there's 27 episodes. Uh, they're really short. They're all from the baby's perspective. And you see this, this odyssey of Whitney on the run and doing a million different things. And I did it as part of a, uh, part of a pilot for Comedy Central. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And those also played played all over the place in film festivals. I know we had like six of them play at the Castro Theater, sold out right. crowd in, in San Francisco. And speaking of film festivals, we did see, uh, I know Evan and I both saw one of your um, films at a film festival that was starring uh, Jeff Stryker. And it was right, very good. Jeff Stryker. Speaking of size, um, yeah. Jeff Stryker was <laughs> in. Um, this is something I wrote and, um, and assistant directed with uh, this amazing, amazing uh, director named Rosa von Trondheim, who is uh, a great provocateur director from from Germany actually you know, pretty much started the gay movement in Germany um, the film is called Can I Be Your Bratwurst and it's a sort of a cannibalistic love story in which uh, Jeff Stryker just playing this character named Jeff comes into Hollywood uh, checks into this hotel actually coincidentally the hotel that Janis Joplin died in um, checks into this hotel and, and all of these different uh, extreme characters. There's like a Marilyn Monroe character, a sort of leather uh, muscle daddy character. There's an old lady. All of these 
bizarre characters, just sort of check him out. And it ends up that they're all sort of sizing him up to see whether or not they should eat him. <laughs> because in the end, they're cannibals. And at the end, they do um, lay him out on a table and uh, consume him. I remember it very well. So it's, it's a very good movie. Thank you, thank you. It's, yeah, it's part of something called a... It's called Erotic Tales. It was produced by Regina Ziegler, who produced uh, all of uh, Rainier Fassbender's films, early films. And it was a lot of fun to do. It played at Cannes Film Festival, Museum of Modern Art in New York, um, just hundreds of festivals. And it was, it was a blast to do. Jeff is really great. Um, he would, uh, when you cast someone in porn, and this is a big, enormous budget, 35-millimeter um, production, when you cast someone from porn people get really scared you know yeah. and it ended up that Jeff was this really he was totally professional uh, always showed up on time was was really a pleasure to work with he was a really lovely guy oh how nice have you heard from him lately Jeff Stryker <laughs> um, yeah I have actually we've been uh, emailing each other lately he's uh, I've been doing a little work for um, one of these uh, new gay networks uh, that are happening right now and uh, Jeff is, uh, he actually has a reality um, television series that he's uh, looking Ooh. to sell to, to, to you know, either HBO or, or some cable channel. And I've seen a, some clips of it, and it's really, it's really great. It's, uh, it's sort of like, um, I, you've heard of the Seymour Butts' uh, series, um, yeah, Family that. Business, I think. Yeah, it's like that. I mean, Jeff is a single dad. And his, uh, his, his uh, yeah, he is. And his son is a teenager now, just becoming a teenager. And it's all about his life. And the things that I, the clips that I've seen of it are a billion times mm-hmm. like more interesting than the Seymour Butts one, which I love as well. And I think Seymour Butts is really great too. But um, yeah, Jeff is uh, Jeff is great. I think you know he's uh, he's really underrated as a performer. Uh, isn't he right now? I, I remember seeing something on uh, a current affair or something about that about him. He's doing some kind of uh, taekwondo. He teaches Taekwondo somewhere in uh, California. You know? Oh, I had no idea. I, I'm not really okay. sure about that. I, I, I believe he still has his studios and his production company out here in the valley. Okay. Um, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. But I know he works um, with his brother. His brother was part of you know, who was also in a few of his films, and he worked with his brother. Uh, and they had a, you know the production company and made a lot of straight and gay videos and yeah. a real you know entrepreneur. He yeah, very much is. I think it wasn't he the first. I think it was the first star dildo that came out too. I bet he was. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was. The first one I sat on, at least. So you sat on it. You field tested that one. Have both of you sat on it? I don't think uh, Evan has, but I know I have many, many, many times. Yeah. I, I have never sat on a no? striker. How did you? Well, Paulie, how would you rate it? Oh, very large, huge. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a size queen, you should try it. Very good. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you laughed, you cried, it became a part it, of it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was haunting. <laughs> it was. Do you have any good gossip about any of the porn sets you have been on, or have been any kind of drama, or any kind of, or has it all been like you're behind the scenes where everything was uh, very smooth and casual and nice? I, I don't have any drama. It's like my experience, especially working with Raging Stallion, and especially working with Chris Ward, has been that um, everything... I've never seen any real scary drama. I, I mean, maybe that's just because of the way Chris works. Chris is very uh, open to letting the performers have a lot of input. He, he really wants people to be, you know, really getting it on and having sex, and um, and not doing like maybe some other bigger companies would do, which is like you know, getting straight guys, staging things a lot, uh, taking out, you know, days and days to shoot a scene. Um, <clears throat> I think the sex in Raging Stallion videos is. Is always very powerful and very real, and I, I, that's what I like about doing work with them. Cool, cool. 
Who's your favorite new porn performer working today? So, or somebody who maybe's come on the scene in the last year, or maybe, or maybe you don't watch much porn. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure. I think um, I, um, God, who does? You know, I can't think of anyone offhand that 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 I know of uh, that that really uh, <laughs> as you <we> should say. <laughs> um, no, I, I can't think of anyone off offhand that's, that's new that is. Uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of really new porn. I have to admit. But if I remember correctly, didn't you say that you just ran into one of our favorites, uh, uh, Matthew Rush, in uh, the gym? Did you run into him? Just oh, recently? right, right. No, no. Yeah, when I emailed you guys, I think you. Would, I was listening to your podcast at a gym in San Francisco. Okay. And um, and your podcast was talking about Matthew Rush, and I was and I looked next to me, and there's like Matthew Rush in our gym in the gym next to me, and it's like this really weird, you know. Um, skip of like this time space continuum or something. It was really funny. <laughs> we, we, I think we just had seen him that weekend in Baltimore, so he probably just uh, he was just finishing up a play uh, that he was oh. in, in Baltimore, uh, and he, I think uh, was he was just doing something in San Francisco too. Oh, see, he was uh, he was doing. Uh, it might have been maybe, maybe the same play. What was it? Making porn, the play. I, I think so. Was. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, so he, he probably was with the traveling company. Probably he was doing loop wrestling when we saw him. Uh, which oh. he was very hot, and his legs are just uh, huge. Uh, he's a very oh. hot man. And we actually had audio from that where 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 Polly got <laughs> got got almost covered with with lube because we had these splash zone seats. So we paid oh. extra. <laughs> we paid extra in the splash zone, and uh, I got pretty lubed up well. Uh, Can you explain what the splash zone is, please? Yeah, they they uh they, it's basically it's blown up uh, pool. That they threw all, a, a tons and tons of wet lube in, and so when the performers would go around wrestling, uh, sometimes you would get splatted, you know, with a little bit of lube. You got uh, and, and, and all the actors from making porn were there as celebrity referees. And one of the one of the smaller ones uh, had um, had lubed me up pretty well. So. Well, that uh, sounds pretty hot and sticky. It was. It was. <laughs> oh, please! At least I did out my 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 long Skype pauses in between the questions. <laughs> sure. We'll see. We'll, we we may leave them in. Who knows? So, it may work. So, if you don't have, what's the last porn movie you've seen? Oh, recent or not recent? Uh, the last one that I've seen, which isn't even really porn, would be Wad, the Johnny Holmes story, mm-hmm. which I love. Oh. Have you ever seen that? I remember. I, I remember seeing have. parts of it. I don't. Th- I don't remember if I've. I know I've seen parts of it. I. I think it. I think it had may have been an earlier title called Exhausted, but it's it's called Wad. It's it's like I think over two hours long. It's really um, exhausted, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it um it I, it it has to have been the total inspiration for the film Boogie Nights because I think it's made by a woman. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but I believe it's made by a woman that, that uh, Amber Waves from Boogie Nights was based on. Um, it's a great, great movie. I really recommend it to everyone. And it's really sexy, too. Oh, cool. Always good. A good movie and sexy. Now, now, Lawrence, are, are we dating anybody now? <laughs> I am. You know, I'm... Um, I'm uh, <laughs> you, you really ask those prostate probing <laughs> questions, don't you? Um, yeah, I'm dating I'm known for being prostrate, yeah. <laughs> uh, I stole that line from somebody, but... I, uh, I'm seeing someone in San Francisco that um, that uh, I'm living in LA right now. I just moved to LA, to, like I said, to do work with this um, gay, uh, gay network, and um, so I would say, yeah, I am dating someone. But you know, we're open, and I don't really believe in monogamy or anything like that. For me, at least, is um, 
seem to be problematic because I'm a very sexual person. But um, yeah, and and I love him very much. He's really smart. He's a scientist, and uh, oh wow, um, he's uh, yeah, he's like working on like cures for cancer. He's, he's amazing. Oh wow, that is amazing, actually. Yeah. Uh, and and so when you watch a porn movie, this is something I, I was thinking about when I saw yours. When you watch a porn movie. Uh, do you actually just uh, critique it, or do you kind of get off on it? Uh, can you actually get off on watching a porn movie? Since you yeah, are it's, I think porn movies I totally can still get off on. Regular movies I can't get off on at all, like at okay. all, because I mean, I mean, you know, get off. I can't, I can't, you know, uh, suspend my disbelief because I am really always thinking of where the camera is and where the cuts are and and all, all of that. That's that's hard. Porn I can definitely get lost in. I I, I still love pornography. Oh, good, because I saw that one of your quotes in the unzipped uh, article that I'm reading says that, who doesn't love pornography? And I have to agree with you. Uh, who doesn't I know, love I know. I, I don't like any sort, of, um, any sort of prissy attitudes towards sex or naughty attitudes towards sex. That's an enormous turnoff for me. I, I just like people who, you know, sex is something that involves all of us, and it's a part of us. It's like life. It's like death. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, and it's, um, it should be, you know, acknowledged as such. And it is. So, uh, that's what we. I hope we advocate, uh, Evan and I. I hope so. Sometimes I get lost in the reviews. I admit it. Uh, you do, actually. <laughs> well, what about you? Do you guys... I mean, I would think you guys would be the people who have trouble like getting off the porn because, I mean, you actually have to review it and rate it and be critical. Well, I will tell you, I never have a problem with it, personally. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Evan watches so much more porn than uh, I do. So what about you, Evan? Do you ever I'm get actually I'm actually here sitting in front of the Pornator 2000, <laughs> um, which is my my G5 Mac. Because what I've started to do, that part of because Polly was 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 basically saying you're old, you're just doing all because I had all these VHS tapes. So I've actually started putting all of my porn onto the computer. Just oh. So and, you and are obsessive. That, no, no, you. Okay, that's somebody who yeah. loves porn. Who's actually transferring things from VHS onto the computer. Yes, very all. obsessive. Do you recut them? Well, I, uh, sometimes I do because I when I when I go and and there's I mean there's a whole bunch of DVDs I do own and there's and what I do is it's it's just like when you have a whole bunch of CDs and you if you run iTunes you sort of rip all the CDs so you have access you can put them on a, yeah. an iPod or something. This is the same thing. We actually I'm actually sort of ripping DVDs and putting them on as uh, as AVIs that format. Mm-hmm. Even though it's even though you're it's Mac? glossy, yeah. My Mac hates the AVI format. That's a Windows compression. It is because I also want to share them with my dear friend Polly, who 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 has nothing to do with Macs. I, I do not. And I come over uh, Evan's office and I order my movies that I want, <laughs> like it's a like it's a library, and uh, uh-huh. and and he's kind enough to to uh, get them to me. So. And there's actually so there's a, there's a little program on on the Mac that runs that that is is sort of a server, and I have a little box like downstairs that connects up to the TV, and it allows you to pick out a movie. Oh, and, it, and it's basically and it streams it from the Mac to the the TV. What's that? ITV. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Um, well, um, let me ask. Or you actually, I, I home, but it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, so, how much porn do you guys consume? A week, like each of like Evan. It depends on the week. <laughs> no, tell the truth, Evan. No, I, I've had a very busy time at work this week, so it and it does actually, or it does actually having all of this. I have right now have like three hundred videos at least. Mm. 
on on the, on uh, two external drives. And I do. It, it, it's it's different than sort of going picking out a tape and saying I want to watch this or or a disc, because you know I get bored. Because I'll I'll pick up like like one and I'll be like, oh this is not as hot as something else. So I'll go and find another file. <laughs> and and so I wind up. Uh, I don't know. I wind up being picky. So sometimes I could I can watch like snippets of like let's say one session, maybe like forty movies. Yeah. I watch about fifteen. Fifteen? About fifteen all the wow. way through in a week. And uh, all the way through. All I guess you have to if you're reviewing them. Yeah, I, I I do. I I like to watch them all the way through just in case there's any surprises that I don't know about. <laughs> What kind of porn uh, do you like, Lawrence? Do you have a specific kind of porn that you like more than another? Do you like like leather or is there any fetish? Well, I like, here? I, I guess you know, I like, I, I, I like the kinky stuff that the Raging Stallion does a lot. I, I like all kinds of porn. I guess, um, yeah, I just like all kinds. I, I like, I like to see all of it. I guess I'm not really into twinks at all or twink porn. That kind of, mm-hmm. I always feel like you're sort of maybe you're taking advantage of someone <laughs> if you're watching it. But I like all kinds. I like all kinds of guys too. Just you know, it really just depends on their energy. Um, and it's it's the same with porn. I just. Uh, um, you know, from just regular straight porn to you know the hardcore like fisting stuff on um, Raging Stallion. And I, I, I like I like a lot of stuff. Oh, cool! It's all yeah. entertaining. So you like so you like a lot of straight porn as well. I like straight porn too. Yeah, I love straight porn. I really do. There's great guys on straight porn. There, I think sometimes there's better are. guys on straight porn than gay porn. Sometimes there are. Yeah. Well, it depends. I mean, part of it. I mean, then there's stuff online. Where, where you have straight guys doing gay stuff, which is really kind of hot. Well, see, I, I like that, but I didn't know you liked that, ever. I guess that's just never something we've talked about. No, we reviewed a movie oh. that you didn't like too much because it was uh, straight guys. What was the movie that you reviewed you didn't like? Oh, the, the horrible one in New York? <laughs> I don't know, the one with the straight guys that were... Oh, no, it wasn't even, it was like Detroit, Detroit something, oh, right? Oh, Detroit, Detroit Fuck City. Oh, see, that was not, that wasn't that wasn't he was hot, but it was like it was like it was like these people had had seen gay porn, but they had no idea how to do it. That's what straight guys. That's the problem with straight guys. But it wasn't straight. Oh come on! You could hear these people who were who were who were had the cameras. There was no way they were straight. Oh, maybe. You, you know what? My I think who my like my favorite porn director of all time is, and it's not even I don't even like jack off to these movies, but it's Christopher Rage. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Christopher Rage's stuff? Yes, Christopher Rage. It's like a, it's like art because it's pretty much this document of this downward spiral of someone, and uh, his films are so incredibly, incredibly disturbing and uh, and challenging. And they, the people, I guess, are often really sort of strung out in in the videos, and it almost makes you feel like you're on drugs or something. And Hmm. um, I love Christopher Rage's movies, not. You know, and they're they're sort of you know they're hard to find. They're disappearing. You know, they were mm-hmm. shot on a not very uh, sturdy format, and they're degrading now. And um, I'm not sure who has them, but um, I love Christopher Rage. And again, not for an erotic component, but just, uh, just they're for the very art. they're I very very intense. Yeah, I think that's the only like art I've seen in in, in porn. And uh, and yeah, they're scary as hell. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. really scary. <laughs> So you sound like a very much an artist, actually, because it sounds like you know you you like much more the art aspect of some of the films. Yeah, except porn, but yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So I, I was also looking at your bio too. I love this uh, that you, you did a remake of the uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill in a musical and a drag musical. Oh my god, that was a really long time ago. Yeah, it's called Days of Pentecost, and that came out I think in like nineteen. 
gee, like 1992, and it's a, yeah, it's a drag musical remake of Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, where they, it's a musical where they sing Nina Simone numbers, and it's, um, <laughs> starred, uh, this amazing, amazing, uh, actor named Mario Gardner, and, uh, Alexis Arquette, and that's another oh, really? thing that played, like, all over the place, it was a lot of fun, and, uh, that was my first, um, one of my absolutely first things I ever did, and my first, uh, feature oh. It sounds brilliant, actually. I wish I could see it. It's not out anywhere I, I, to see? Um, I think you can buy it some places on VHS. I just redid it. Actually, funny enough, they just did like a 10-year um, anniversary of it, uh, screening in, in Santa Monica. It was double-billed with um, uh, Bruce LaBruce and Ricky Castro's uh, Hustler yeah. White. And uh, so I actually you know, remastered Days of Dentist again. <laughs> and finally, you know, now with the digital revolution, we can do anything. So well, uh, before... At the time, you know, in '92 or maybe '91, we'd have to—you'd know, have to know someone who worked at like MTV or local access and sort of sneak in in the middle of the night and try to, you know, load your tapes and edit something. But um, it was really good to get my hands on it again ten years later and just play with it, put you know whatever I want there, do whatever effects, and just be able to do it on my laptop. It's beautiful. Hmm. It's, it's amazing you mentioned Hustler White because that was actually when you were just talking about it. That's what was sort of came to mind. And mm-hmm. and and I should say, you know, Tommy Krakow absolutely hates that movie, oh. and he it, and he t- and he talks about it because I liked it, and he's always like, "You hate, I don't like anything that you like because you like Hustler White," and I was like, "Well, you know, what, what's what's it, wrong it with this?" It definitely s- divides people. I'm not sure how I feel, but it's um, it's uh, it has um. I don't, I don't know. I can't really even speak objectively because I know a lot of people that were in it. It's like a lot of my a lot of my friends were in it and um, involved like sort of a part of a community I'm in in L.A. Um, but um, uh, I know the, one of the directors, Rick Castro. Rick Castro was a really uh, great photographer, a really great gay photographer who does a lot of bondage uh, bondage images that are very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and you know you really can't go wrong with a movie that has stump fucking. So. Um it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. Paul's in your court, Polly. Okay. I w- what are new, what are some of the new projects? I mean, I love all the the projects that you have done, and I, uh, I you know, it would be nice if they were released on uh, DVD. Have you thought about that? Has anybody like proposed, or how does that actually work? Even yeah, like one of your. I projects? mean, some are. I, I know, like Plex. You know, for instance, Plexus and uh, Paradise Exposed, things like that, are are released through uh, Raging Stallion. Yes. Um, and also, I think in in Canada and other uh, other countries, that's released through uh, Iron Rod Motion Pictures. Um, uh, and different places have have it here and there. Like, but what, what I'm working on now is really like this enormous project that I've been working on for about a year and a half. And wow. Um, that's a, a feature documentary about Andrew Cunanan, and the guy who killed uh, Johnny Versace. Mm-hmm. And um, that's uh, been this bizarre odyssey. It, it, it turns out that I, Andrew Cunanan and I had a mutual friend, and I didn't oh. realize it until much later. And um, I remember I'd been pulled up on, on a bar and been inter- you know, had, on stage at a bar and introduced as Andrew Cunanan, I guess because I looked like him or whatever. And it was just some joke that some queen was doing. And... I went home, this is in 97, I went home and I called <clears throat> a person that I knew who's actually a pretty well-known porn performer and called him and said, uh, listen, did you, I know he was from uh, where Andrew was from. I said, did you know this, uh, this serial killer? And he was like, yes, I know, he exploded. And it turned out, like, he knew him really well. And uh, the FBI was at his house, like, all these things were happening. Um, so 
the film is a, is about Andrew Kanani, but it's also about like how close you can actually be to something so dark and have no idea. Um, Andrew Kanan was apparently very involved in crystal meth, and crystal meth is something that's um, an epidemic in our community. Yes. I mean, it's really, I, it's just killing everyone in, in so many ways. And um, Andrew was very involved in that, and one of the things I'm sure that inspired him to kill his friends and uh, and everything was, you know, paranoia brought on by, you know, coming down off crystal meth. When you come down off crystal meth, and, uh, especially if you've been using for several days with no sleep, you absolutely go into a toxic psychosis. And um, it turns out Andrew was involved with um, porn stars. Andrew was involved with a priest named Vance Kalkoulis, or oh. a, a former priest who was the, one of the main drug you know, circuit uh, connections in San Diego, and um, was also involved in... Um, the priest was a really bad guy. His, again, his name was Vance, and he's dead now. Um, but he and Andrew would do a lot of drugs, and what the priest would do is that he would um, drug people unbeknownst to them. And oh. he had a dungeon. He was very into the whole dungeon scene. And they would actually... The priest would drug underage boys and um, take them into his dungeon, tie them up to his, uh, into his sling, and videotape them doing the most like shocking things. And he would always videotape people when they were really fucked up and they didn't know about it. It was this really dark, dark underworld that um, uh, eventually the priest was, uh, the former priest, I should say, was caught and convicted. Um, the day after he was convicted of, he almost couldn't convict him of any of the things. It was multiple counts, one after another. And I've interviewed his attorney and the FBI and all this stuff about it. But um, one after the other, they couldn't get a conviction, but they were able to convict him on one, one, one instance. And the next day, he hung himself uh, in his cell, or else oh. he was killed. But, um, so that's just a small, small part of it. Um, there's that. And Andrew was also part of a an organization called Gamma Mu, which is a, a very secretive organization of uh, millionaires that started um, just south of Hollywood. There's people like George Cooker, directors like that, that you know, had to be closeted back then. Um, it still exists today. It's not really part of a Hollywood scene. It's more of like a wealthy millionaires. I think you have to be like a millionaire to be in it. And they have parties. They fly to different places. And Andrew was part of that. Um, and that's a whole other subject in the film. It's, it's, uh, I'm trying to make it either into a feature, but what I'd really like to do is turn it into a series, like a six-episode series, because it's so dense. There's, there's so many little stories that sprawl out and so many, uh, um, so, so many different subplots in this, in this really strange story. It is huh. very strange. I didn't, know, and I didn't know any of us, I don't think. I, 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 didn't yeah. even know, I didn't even know he was gay, I don't think, that they said. When, you know, when he saw it on the news, it wasn't really that much of a blurb. Yeah, no, no. Well, they were they were sort of you know putting it out there that he was like a male prostitute, and he wasn't such a yeah. male prostitute. He was more like a kept boy, and more than even that, he was dealing. He was a meth dealer. You know, he was involved in drugs. He wasn't. I think he wanted to be a sex worker. He wanted to be a porn star, but uh, people you know people wouldn't let him. Uh, you know, he couldn't really do it. So what he did is he tried to befriend porn stars and uh, people like that, and ended up. You know, going down a really uh, dark trail, but um, yeah, and it's it's strange because it's something that's so dark and so scary, but it's something that just exists all around us in one one way or another. And that's what I think is going to make it so brilliant. Actually, do you have some kind of proposed date uh, when this might be re ready about? Yeah, well, I I think I've shot about two thirds of it. I've shot about okay. six years, six or seventy, I think seventy hours of footage. 
<clears throat> I still need to um, shoot in Chicago where he one of his victims was. But I've been I've already been meeting people here uh, in L.A. talking about it and trying to you know trying to sell it, and it's it's been going really good. There's, there's a lot of interest. So far. I'm sure there is. It sounds brilliant. So I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of interest. Well, I'd buy it based on your pitch. Yeah, I mean, oh, the pitch you. is brilliant. I, if, I could only, if I could only do it this well when I'm actually sitting in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, call up on Skype. I think it will go over really well. <laughs> There'll be a lot of pauses in between. It's like, ah. Uh, well, it yeah, gives you time to collect your thoughts. You get to use your time well, to collect well, your well, thoughts. <laughs> well, not always. Um, <laughs> no. So, are there, actually, are there any questions that you have for us? Which I, I always always like to, in an interview, turn well, it around. I know, I know. Why don't I turn it around? Um, Especially when you know all. who the I hell we are. I need to know about you. <laughs> no, hey. no. Um, I just like I said, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I listen to it, um, and and I love it. And I think it's great that you guys are getting all this exposure, and and that you're just able to do it on your own. You know, I think that's 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 really beautiful. And uh, and I applaud you for doing it. And I encourage. You know, everyone to do these things and express themselves. You know, whether it's you know picking up a microphone or picking up a camera, or picking up a pen. You know, um, yeah, everyone can express themselves, and everyone should. That's a true artist. Right? Um, That's what it uh, it sounds like. I have just yeah. one silly question. I'm looking at a. Can we get a photo of you? Will you email us a photo that we can uh, put up on our website? Would that be okay Absolutely. with you? Uh, I'm yeah, looking at a photo with you. And uh, you're a very handsome man. I have one question. Do you uh, shave, or are you naturally hairless? I have really light body hair, but I think you can see... Are you talking about the unzipped picture? Yeah, I'm looking at the unzipped picture, and I can see very... No, just uh, underarm hair. That's all I can see. Oh, no, I, I have really light hair, but it's... Um, but No, I, I don't really trim very much at all. No. Okay, because it's very nice. It's very nice and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> That's from... Uh, I, that's from some Emerald Harry. So that's from somebody. that's a little Harry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. The, um, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'll trim a little bit, but not with clippers or anything. And and yeah, not, not really. Rarely, rarely. That's very good. I oh, I trim there, but I mean, I it's just like I notice that your chest and uh, and your arms, your forearms, nothing's really that hairy. No, 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 not my arms. No. Okay. My well, ears are, but <laughs> no. That's all. Uh, no, yeah, all I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty light on the hair. Oh. Cool. So we'll, 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 we'll note, we'll note the time when this actually turned into phone sex. Um. So. Um, <laughs> well, that's what I'm usually used to doing on Skype. Well, so. I know it's it's uh, people call you up all the time, and in fact, it's funny because gay porn talk apparently draws people who don't quite know what it means. Um. <laughs> from foreign countries ago. Right. Were you getting like e- e- emails from straight people or something too? Or oh yeah, I get uh, yeah. I get um, I got a nice rap. We didn't pay uh, last week from Skype. I got a nice rap. Uh, it was a hate rap, but it was still funny about uh, <laughs> about fags and gays and getting fucked in the ass and stuff. I thought it was hysterical, but I don't think Evan, you thought it was so funny. I don't know. Oh, I, I love those things. things. Have you ever been to the website of GodHatesFags.com? Yes, I have. Actually, been there. <laughs> people that protest. Um, I think I have them in the Kunanin film too. It's like there are people that protest, uh, you know, gay pride marches. They're hilarious. They're so ridiculous. How can you think about homosexual sexuality that much and not be gay? It's like they're so they're they're so gay. <laughs> That's it. Do you, you hear the story yeah. about the um, the uh, icon Pope uh, Hitler is sending down uh, priests to uh, check out all the gay priests? And so Evan's question is, how do you know they're gay or not? You know, are you going to offer them blowjobs, and if they accept, then you're going to kick <laughs> them out of the priesthood? 
But yeah, we I just think approach them while rubbing your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. I mean, it's, it's like the, the most limp-wristed priest gets kicked out, or uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> they monitor, monitor the confessionals, and, and somebody that. goes in and has some heavy breathing, and they, you know, they just wire up the priest see if he gets an erection. Well, yeah. See, I always thought those were glory holes. I didn't understand the whole concept of those. Who so that's why. Not? Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, that's my question. Uh, it was very, uh, very good interview. Thank you so much for speaking with us. I loved, my pleasure. Uh, I loved hearing. Anything? Anything you want to add? Me? Um, no, no him. that's it. That's it. It's so, it's so nice to talk to you guys. And like I said, I love listening to your program. And, and you know, and keep it up. As oh, it were. <laughs> <laughs> we always try to keep it up. I do, at least. <laughs> and you're funny. And that's what I like, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I don't know if Evan thinks Well, I, I think you're terribly funny. You make me laugh all the time. Oh, thank you. It's always the wrong <laughs> moments, but thank you. How long have you guys known each other? Years, it's been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been years. I... In dog years? Um, <laughs> it's been, Evan. You just stumbled across something where, what? Years? Well, I was just trying to think. I remember the first time I met you, but I just don't remember what year it was. And I scared you, didn't I? Yes, you did, actually. Evan is very imposing because uh, he uh, just very stoic. Is that a good word for you? Is that a, uh, I can be stoic, uh, you, yes. Uh, yes, you, you can be very stoic, and sometimes you can be, though you weren't this time, but sometimes you could be very, I'm trying to think of a polite word. Uh, I'm very direct sometimes. I was going to say offensive, but direct is good. Well, I can be offensive, too. Sometimes. So, if somebody's doing something stupid, I, I, I'm sorry. I'll just point it out and say, I'm sorry, you're being stupid. And, and there are people who don't like that. Yeah. So, uh, Evan's cleared out whole bars uh, sometimes <laughs> by being very direct with people. It's a talent. It is a talent. It is a talent. Honesty is important. It is. I, I agree. It is. Yeah. I never lie, actually. You never, ever, not even, like, if somebody's wearing a horrible outfit? I just don't comment. Okay. No, I'm, I'm incredibly sensitive. I never call people ugly or anything like that. I just, right. I never lie. It's like, it's really, it's really hard for me to lie. And I start, I go into a panic attack if I, if I lie. I start sweating, and it's, it's, it's really obvious. I'm a horrible liar. <laughs> and I would have to say I am as well. Evan will uh, admit he always knows why I'm fibbing. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, which I don't do often. I, I mean, generally, I don't lie at all. I don't usually at all, and I, I try not to. I agree with you, Lawrence. I try not to. Uh, I really do try not to speak bad about too many people. I don't say people are ugly, and we try not to say people are stupid because it hurts people's feelings. And yeah, and they can't help it. <laughs> yeah, they just can't help it. They're so stupid. <laughs> but yes. So, so here, here, here's a scenario, Lawrence. Here's a scenario, Lawrence. You're at a bar. You go home with go home with a guy, and because you're a size queen, you actually get home and you find out he has like a two inch oh. penis, and you uh, have sex with him. And he asks how it is. Do you tell him, or do you just avoid you, the subject? You need to back up like several hours on that story. First of all, <laughs> because I like to check someone out before. I, I never pick up people in cars. First of all, that that would be uh. really weird for me. Like I just don't even. I don't go out to bars very like pretty much never. Um, it's uh, for me if I if I if I meet someone and I meet them I think usually like at a, at a gym or or something else but I I don't know if something makes me um, uh, not so libidinous or or if I'm if I meet someone in a bar you know I just don't like drunk sex mm-hmm. a lot you know <laughs> what about what about <laughs> but online the size thing but the size thing um, yeah I think I'd check I mean 
yeah, I mean, I think I usually check. It's not across the board, you know, but I think I, I check them out um, usually before uh, before things happen. This one's really terrible. <laughs> no, not at all. I was going to ask. <laughs> no, you, you're honest. Are we, are we like, no, no, we want to use your honesty. Um, <laughs> ask Evan, this sounds awful. Like, maybe this happened to you. Is this why uh, you brought this up? That, what, that, that I was the person who got picked up in the bar? Or I was the one who... Or, or I picked up the person in the bar. We the subject right now. I think it's getting really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is when it gets good. Um, this is when we have great porn casting. <laughs> no, I think... Yeah, even... Yeah, I size cream, whatever. But I think more than anything, more than anyone's physical, whatever, I, I really respond to someone's sexual energy. I mean, and that's so do how I. comfortable they are in their bodies, things like that, yeah. And so do I. I agree with you. It doesn't really necessarily uh, matter that uh, they have a two-inch dick if they're really a passionate, hot uh, person. I think. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and they have a huge dildo collection. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Lawrence, do you uh, do you ever uh, pick up people online, Lawrence? Since you don't go to bars, do you? Um, you know, I never did until, you know, I was doing a job um, in Northern California where I was um, I was actually living outside of San Francisco for a few months. And, you know, in San Francisco, you just walk down the street. You know, you can, you know yeah. anything can happen. And so I did, like, the online thing um, for a few months, and it scared the shit out of me. I mean, it's, it still does. I mean, I know if that's really where everyone does it now, and I need to find new outlets to, you know, I, I'd rather be in some, like, sexual arena, you know, like a sex club or a mm-hmm. whatever, but um, I guess what scared me was that there's so much lying uh, with, with online pickups. I've definitely done it. There's, there's just a lot of lying. There's a lot of drugs. I mean, there's a lot of people who are, you know, tweaking on crystal and who can't achieve an erection, which is, mm-hmm. and yet wanting to have sex. I'll never understand that paradox, but, um, but that's something that's pretty huge. But I've definitely done it. I had some great experiences. I met some great guys. But a lot of it scares me. I, I get, you know, I get scared by people who who lie online or have fake profiles, or uh, I just see a lot of dishonesty. But I think that's where it's at right now. Is you know, that's where that's that's the go-to place for sex. It seems to be. Have you been lying yeah. to online? Uh, oh some God, yes. Really? <laughs> so much. Yeah. I was so much. I mean, I was, I was just shocked. You know, you go to someone's place and they're just another person. And they're on drugs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know they have this, like you know, cold, small, damp penis. <laughs> I, it's, it's really, really, really unsettling. I was. I've never been lied to online uh, so far. Really? Maybe like, yeah, maybe like a year or two or five pounds or so, but never. I've never been lied to. Well, online. maybe that was in the San Francisco area. You know, that's great. It's great that you had such a great experience. I've had. But, I've had um, it's not that Paulie has ex- has extra sensory perception. Yes, I do. He's he's you able know, that's to discern. You develop too, and I developed it later too. But you know that uh, you start to get a sense, and you're able you're able to tell when someone's lying and when when they're not after a while. And um, and again, it's like I'm not saying the whole online thing is, is bad. No, I, I think understand. it's good. I think I think it's where it's, it's really where it's at. You know, if you go to you know the bathhouses or things like that, now it's like they're they're not as happening anymore, <laughs> you know, and all the, before you'd be able to go to, like, some, some sex club in L.A. or in uh, San Francisco or New York, especially, and just see the hottest guys, and now people are really getting it online. It seems to be. Well, I, I will say, Lawrence, you sound like very a very, very sweet guy. Oh, thank you, too. <laughs> You're very nice. Well, I, I, 
you know, you know, on on the on the porn cast, you know, we're not they're not going to be able to see him. So I'll send some, of, I'll send some pictures. I've got a, I've got a lot of them. I'll send some of the ones that Kent Taylor took for uh, the Unzipped article. He's oh, a, he's a nice. raging stallion photographer. He did a very good job. I mean, the, the, the oh. photography is brilliant on this. Thank you. I'm so nervous because I don't like ever being and, in front of the camera. I don't like it at all. Like I just like being behind the camera, and I get you know, I just you know I think I look stupid, and I and the weird thing is uh, with the Kunanin documentary that I am in front of the camera sometimes talking to people, and it's it's been sort of um, a great exercise for me to see you know, to actually see who you are and see how people respond to you physically and. Um, and, and with gestures and emotionally, it's, it's, that's been a really good experience for me in the end. But I have to say, I was really terrified to get my pictures taken. I would imagine so. Are you? I mean, it sounds like you're very critical of uh, of things that you do. Well, most, most what do you artists, mean? Well, most artists are very critical of like you know the way they look or how they uh, show themselves to the public, and, and it sounds like kind of that uh, you've overcome that. Yeah, I mean, I've never been very foofy about um, what I about my appearance. Like, I just have you know a really basic haircut. I don't do, I don't like pluck my eyebrows. I don't, I don't really trim. I don't, you know, I always wear really plain clothes, um, things like that. But I, um, I guess, um, I guess when when you know when the camera gets turned around, you have to all of a sudden start thinking of those things. And when I thought about it for a little bit, and then I thought, well, okay, you know, it doesn't really matter. You are who you are, and and. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a down to earth, uh, very artistic guy. <laughs> Thank you. Certainly. Evan? I think I'm. I'm I think I shot <laughs> I my load. So. <laughs> well, that was a three way. That was, yeah, really that was great. I know, with three, like, three different mediums, too. I think you're on a regular phone, I'm on a cell phone, and somebody else is on Skype. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's very, it's very post millennial. And we've crossed lines, and I think in Virginia, Evan, what you just did was against the law. Three different laws, which you just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could well be. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Okay, well, thank you very much for speaking with us. Okay. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And like I said, you guys keep keep doing it. Um, you have a great show, and I, uh, I really applaud you for your work. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we really, and, and we really thank you for taking the time to be on the Thank you. I will. <laughs> Okay, good. I will, well, I will hope to hear from you real soon, and uh, please write to us when uh, when uh, your project is out and available. Uh, Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks again. Well, thank you. Well, okay, well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Sure thing. Take care. Bye.